This is Sergio. And this is Drew. Two friends exploring the outdoors. And preparing to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim. Join us as we go Beyond the Rim. Something that has, that we keep coming across, especially now here uh, in our part of the world, uh, when we're hiking, while we appreciate that, you know, we're, we're so glad that there are a lot of people out there, you know, trying to get in contact with nature. And, and because it's one of the few things that we can still do in the pandemic that has offered, you know, an outlet to people to, to get out and experience the outside world. But then we also worry about the, you know, the etiquette. What recommendations would you offer to us, or maybe just in general to people who end up listening to the podcast, besides just being aware of other people, um, like here in our trails, we see a lot of trash, you know, uh, on mm-hmm. our trails, unfortunately. That, that, that really just breaks my heart because it just seems so purposeful, you know. Um, I just can never get to that point where I, I have a, a piece of trash in my hand and then like my next action is to drop it on the ground. That just, it never crosses my mind, but it just feels like um, that happens time and time again sometimes. Um, what would you recommend for others? Sure. Well, definitely reading the leave no trace principles and the, the tread lightly principles that are out there. Um, but in particular, knowing the canyon and the trails so well, um, you will have uh, the mules. You, you probably will encounter the mules, um, whether it's on North Kaibab and they're doing the, uh, the, the, the tourist route or on South Kaibab where they're actually bringing the supplies down to Phantom Ranch. Um, always to yield to them, to the mules. Other hikers, knowing that this is, you know, the other day I put, it's, it's, a, it's a pilgrimage for, for a lot of people, a spiritual pilgrimage, right? So people that are in larger groups, you know, the tone of, 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 of the chatter, right? Um, music, you know, there's been times when, maybe they're day hikers going maybe a mile down, mile back. And for some reason they have their, you know, their phones on, you know, speaker uh, or even on a phone. Once they start getting service a mile in um, that's not proper etiquette. Um, You know, when you're coming up on a hiker, like you're coming from behind and maybe you, you have a, a faster hiker pace calling yourself out. Uh, you know, on your left, passing on your left, um, just realizing that there's other people out there, you know, um, right now during the pandemic, um, you know, I wear a bandana, a multifunctional headband slash bandana. So if I'm coming close up to someone, um, whether it's a tight spot, et cetera, I will pull up my bandana if it's a, you know, if, it, if it's an area that I, I can't give them six feet, um, that is proper etiquette right now on the trail. Um, some people think it's crazy because you're outside. It's not. Um, you know, I, I wear my bandana then down around my neck because, you know, there's times, especially on a rim rim hike, that you're going to be filling up at water with water and there's going to be maybe someone behind you or you'll be using one of the restrooms there. And it's, you know, the same etiquette. It's, it's just, um, you know, leaving it better than you found it, making sure that, you know, we, I just read the other day that there was some vandalism in Zion and that just 
that breaks my heart. Um, and they say that there's just, you know, a different park uh, visitor these days, right? Because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. so many people are getting out to the parks. Well, we can all do our part in, in, in helping that. So like, it's the, the adage, the old, you know, when you, when you see something, say something, you know, if you, if you see some, someone, uh, you know, doing something crazy, that's disrespectful, whether it's graffiti or leaving trash, you know, say something. And uh, I will, (laughs) I'm that person that, that will, that will say something. Um, And I just simply say, I'm a steward of the trail. Um, Cause we all, we're all stewards. Um, the other thing with the rim to rim opening weekend, um, a lot of people will run the, the, the rim to rim and they're trying to break a time and they will defecate on the trail. Uh, it's disturbing because, wow. you know, there's rules on how to go to the bathroom. You know, there's bathrooms you know on the trail, but obviously there's, you know, when you're out in the outdoors, there's, there's, you know, proper ways to, um, to do all that. Right. So, uh, that's, that's been a problem. And then of course at Phantom Ranch, um, just that kind of when they're trying to break that running record, um, they've left not just trash on the trail, they'll just leave belongings, you know? So down there at Bright Angel, there is kind of a lost and found and it's more like if you need something. And that's a lot of that's from people that just dropped shirts and water bottles. And, you know, that's just stuff that's just think about where you're at, you know, think about how sacred that Canyon is. Think about the people that are going to be there after you. And uh, again, just being considerate of that. It's critical, Hmm. critical. And then being able to help, you know, um, I, I carry a little more supplies than maybe I will need. I try to keep my pack light, but um, I will carry extras to be able to help others, whether it's salt tablets or, uh, you know, some other items that knowing this hike and knowing that some people may have not been on the website or saw the pack list that they might need. Um, you know, just being able to have kind of that backup supply is always, is always nice. Not everybody has to do that. I just tend to like to have that, you know, extra batteries in case somebody's coming out late and they don't have a headlamp or, you know, something like that. I've been able to kind of, you know, be that trail angel and it was reciprocated to me once there was, there was one time at Phantom Ranch where there was so much chlorine, uh, chlorination in the water obviously it has to be treated down there and that it, it was it was one of my it was a it was a solo one day hike it was the year really tough 2016 and I was coming up South Kaibab and um I couldn't get the chlorine the chlorine taste out of you know I just was not wanting the water and that's not like me it was just that taste right mm-hmm. and I'm like I can't believe I didn't bring Gatorade powder you know like to mix now it's on my pack list for people and there was a trail angel, you know, I'd passed her earlier and then she passed me. She's like, you, cause I asked her if she was okay. She asked me if I was okay. And, um, and I think I'd asked her if she had any Gatorade or I think I saw her having, and she's like, she gave me her bag. What was left of maybe a half a bag of Gatorade powder. I mean, that was huge. Dumped it in, dumped it in my camelback. And then it, it diluted that chlorination. Then I was like, I mean, I had, I had so much ahead of me, you know, I had, um, probably about that time, I probably had about 3,000 feet of an ele- elevation climb up uh, up South Kaibab. I still had what we call the rib gauge to climb, you know, and then the chimney. And I'm like, 
I gotta, I gotta do something, <laughs> you know, cause it's, you know, you're, you know, you're, you know, your body knows and you know what to go to. And when you're out there and you don't have it, you're like, dang it, you know, and just that's kind of the karmic effect of, of, of going out there with that same respect as a trail angel and, you know, being kind to others as it came back to me. And it was so awesome because it, it just gave me that boost I needed to kind of get, get up the, you know, get up that climb. So it was awesome. So I'm definitely adding uh, Gatorade powder to my, <laughs> my list. Are, yeah. there, are there any other like, uh, you know, essential gear or I, I also want, I'm curious about the non-essential things that are like your treats or your indulgences yes. that you bring? Yes. So the hike it page of the website, rimtorim.org, if you go up to hike and if you go directly to it, it's rimtorim.org, hike it. Um, that gives you everything. That, that is by far my go-to list. Other people will chime in, which is awesome on their recommendations. There's two lessons in all the years, knock on wood. I've never had any issues with stomach, any of that. Okay. And I've witnessed people that have run marathons that have been sick as a dog at Indian garden. Cause they just, they underestimate the climb. Okay. But for me, the key is not to adjust to something that you, that you have not eaten before. Okay. So my secret <laughs> My secret essential trail fuel is fig newtons and extra salt pretzels. Ah. It's, it was my go-to years ago. I had a friend that asked me to do a 200-mile bike ride. It was a double century in two days, and I'd only been on a spinning bike, and I hadn't been on an outdoor bike since I was a kid. And I said, I'll do it. I'll do it with you. And that was probably my first <laughs> endurance endeavor other than a marathon, okay? And this is an endurance endeavor, this hike. And I remember those fig newtons, how substantial they were to me, how like, every time I'd go to my bag and have a fig newton, I was like, like, what are you eating? You're like, I mean, I was like stellar. I'm like, it's fig newtons and they're magic. <laughs> so like, like, I'm not looking for an endorsement here or a sponsorship, but they have been my go-to fuel on any kind of endurance epic endeavor. So of course, in 2010, when Sandy and I headed out, there were, there were fig newtons in my bag. And then of course... They always say sweet and salty. Obviously, the fig newtons cover the sweet. Salty, there's, you know, you can do salt tablets. But for me, there's pretzels. I'm from Pennsylvania. So there's, there's a pretzel company called Unique Pretzels, and they ship for free. And I get the extra salt version. And those mm -hmm. are always in my bag on a rim room hike. And I will have them usually at Phantom Ranch with my treat, which is my ice cold glass of lemonade, and then a refill. And that... Those were like my definite, like, I know I can do well. Those will do well on my stomach. And, and those are also my go-to. Sometimes that's all I will have on a hike are those fig newtons, those pretzels, <laughs> that lemonade, and then, of course, my, my water, and then, you know, whether it's the Gatorade. Now, I'm not a nutritionist, so don't, we're not, I'm not an expert, but right. that is what works for me. So the lesson in it, part two of the lesson is know your body. Know on endurance epic events before it, whether you're on a first training hike, which should be, you know, by the time you're gearing up probably a 10 miler or 12 miler, or if you've done a endurance bike ride or a running marathon or something like that, what was your, what was your go-to food? You know, if it's something that somebody else is telling you, which they'll, they'll love to chime in on, don't try it. It's like, don't bring the brand new pair of shoes on the trail. <laughs> right yeah. like break in the food like break it in just like you're breaking in your shoes because that's not going to be a happy experience if 
you're, you know, you're trying something new and your stomach just does not agree with, with it. Right. It's going to be a miserable experience for you. <laughs> and that's, that's for me why I've never like switched, switched up my, my trail food is cause I, you know, I know my, I know my go-to sometimes I'll do, I've done like sport beans before with the electrolytes and Sandy. I remember, I recall she brought, she was adamant about beef jerky and I like nibbled, like I took a little nibble. I was like, okay, buddy, yeah, that's good. But I was like, I'm not messing with it. <laughs> <laughs> so we just, we let each other be on, you know, what we, what we love to, what we love to eat. And our treat was that lemonade because down, we, we don't know why it is. It's probably because the fact that you can get ice cold lemonade at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Uh, it's just something about that lemonade down there. We, we will all agree. Anybody that's had it will attest it's the best lemonade in the world. All right, Drew, that's going on the list too. Have some lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, have you done any uh, any backpacking where you didn't stay at a campsite, but you just kind of went on uh, backcountry uh, backpacking? Yes. I've done I've done backcountry hikes, but I only day hike. I mean that that's been my from when I first started hiking. I'm big on the do you right? Do you don't try and be something you're not. I've always been a day hiker. I like to come back to my comfort at the end of a hike, right? So the very first hike was was phantom ranch right but when i'm out there i've had now a trailer so i'm either base camp south rim north rim in my trailer so i had that for two years then i had a smaller van and now i have a conversion so i have a pro master and that is my get to right like i will day hike do it in a day and get to my base camp which is my van but I do not camp i have not been down of course i've been by bright you know bright angel campground and all the campgrounds in the park say hello to people, but I'm not one that packs the, uh, the tent and all the gear. And that is not me. And post 11 okay. orthopedic surgeries, oh. my, my back. Um, I know my body extremely well when I, the reason I say my 2016 was epic because I just got diagnosed last year that I did break my back because I re-injured it last year and I found out I'd, you know, broken it. Um, I'm trying to, metaphoric metaphorically and literally like lighter load in every aspect yeah. of my life so at 51 i don't think i'm going to start getting into you know overnight backpacking trips i just don't have an interest in it i think it's awesome the people that do and and you know but i can get the same fix up you know up outside camping out in my van and you know sitting out till midnight under the stars at jacob lake and then good night everybody and going in on my orthopedic bed in nice. my van. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, Drew and I are thinking about doing that, uh, staying down there in the rim for a couple of days. Um, and so we were just curious to see if you had any any experience with, the, with what that gear looks like. There's so much right now that has advanced as far as the lightness of equipment, whether it is your, um, your tent, your poles, your, your, your backpack, the, the, the critical element of weight will always be your reservoir will be your water, right? You can't change the, mm -hmm. the, the weight of water, right? So right. I always yeah. say like, whatever you can take out, whether you're, you're backpacking overnight, you're through hiking in a day, or you're staying down at Phantom, like lose the clothes, right? Like, like you're not, you're, you know, you're not going out on the town down at Phantom Ranch, right? So, <laughs> so you don't need, like, 
you don't need like seriously you don't need much right um but always remember that that water the three liters that we we recommend at all times that that doesn't change that weight and then adapt accordingly mm-hmm. you know your, your backpack will, will be a certain weight usually two pounds the water you know you're you're you know usually six pounds right there it's usually a standard eight pounds that you start with if you can, if you're through hiking, like a day hike for me, I don't want to be over 15 to 17, especially with my back, right? Well, if you're, if you're overnight, you might be at 25, 30, but you might be trained to do that. A lot of these backpackers, that's how they hike. Um, what we're trying to do is promote the for all, right? Like, like somebody that hasn't backpacked, hasn't climbed out of a, of a canyon, especially the Grand Canyon, they're not used to that climb. And that's, that's the, the critical element of the weight of a pack yeah. is like the descent is going to be one thing. It's going to pound your knees regardless. That's why I recommend poles, right? Is mm-hmm. you will underestimate the, the, the knees and everybody will talk about that is like the toll it took on your knees. A lot of that has to do with the weight of your pack. Right. Um, but then the climb out, you know, it, it, it's, it's just common sense, right? Is that the heavier that pack is, the more weight, the more fatigue that you're putting on the joints, the back. Because I always think there's two things that'll cause you to bonk, right? The, the one will be an okay pain. Like I've gone in there with, with a broken back. You know, I've come out post-knee surgery, broken back. I was in excruciating pain. But that's a different kind of pain, right? That's like gritted out Deloso. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a pain that from being an athlete my whole life, I'm like, I got this. I mean, it's gonna, I'm going to hurt two weeks after this hike but I got it. The, the other pain, you know, is the, I feel sick. Um, I'm dizzy. I feel dehydrated or I have hyponatremia. I drink too much water. The things where all of a sudden like become major health issues where I've witnessed, you know, a person at Indian garden that was, that was borderline in hyponatremia, which is she had too much water. Right. So like those are medical, potentially medical emergencies. Those are the things that that is like, you know, you'll learn the lesson of man, dude, like Sergio or Drew, Drew, Sergio, my pack was too. Like we could call ourselves out on that. Right. If that's the worst problem coming out of the hike, I wish I would have like maybe carried five pounds less. Right. But the other things that are critical um, will be that, you know, the elements of the, you know, the nutrition for you, what works for you, the water, the hydration and being, cognizant of that you know aware of yourself that you're hiking at you know a high altitude like you're coming up at a high altitude you're just descending at a high altitude the elements so critical to know that you know to listen to your body that seems to be uh i think that comes up regularly is the hyponatremia is that is that a very common thing that you have seen in in your this past 10 years that you've been out in that that sort of those sort of conditions out there? I've only seen like the one, like physically I've seen one woman and I, and I, and, and I, I helped her with, with, with salt food. You know what I mean? Like as best I could till the ranger was at Indian garden. And, um, it's just drinking too much water. Right. And not eating. And mm. that, that's the critical component to this hike is like, you have to eat. Right. So, that goes back to the original question that Drew asked on like, what's your go-to food? Like you, 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 you don't want to get too caught up in like, I got to do this, 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 cause this person told me, 
you just got to go into it like you go into all of your other training and know what works for you. You've got to be able to do you in there because okay. it's going to magnify itself. So like the box, the, the thing about the box, the people that are, the reason that they're fearful of, of, of the box, it's not just that the walls are the closest, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 it basically the hottest, but you're, you're at it, you know, right then you're at an elevation of, of, of just, just around 3000 feet. Cause you know, down at Phantom Rancher at 2460. So when you go through the box, you have a four mile walk through a very hot part of the canyon. It's not just that, it's the distance that you're reaching at that point of a hike. Okay, so you're, you're literally at mile, you know, just around mile 9.25 of a descent that maybe you underestimated because where are you doing a training hike that imitates the yeah. Grand Canyon. Right. You're not. You yeah. might have done the Stairmaster and you might have done all these climbs, but you haven't done a descent. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you don't know how your body's going to react to the elements of going from that altitude of 80 to 41. Did you acclimate the night before? Did you stay at the North Rim or Jacob Lake and get acclimated? Or did you just did you just drive in and you started the hike, got off the shuttle? So there's so many things that you don't know how your body's gonna react to, right? So the fear of the box is like we say, like try and avoid the box between, you know, ten and four, because you're gonna get usually tired at that point, regardless, you're gonna get hungry. Hopefully you're eating. You know, because a lot of people will try and stretch it out till Phantom Ranch. But the key is to have those snacks and to be eating while you're drinking. And that's how that happens to answer your question, Sergio. I think people are like, I got to, you know, they tell me about water. I got to hydrate. I got the box, right? Mm -hmm. I've got to make sure I'm drinking water. I'm drinking water. But you, you have to be complimenting that. And I'm sure, you know, as, as a nurse, like you've got to be complimenting that with food and right. making sure that you're, you know, you're not, um, losing all of that salt from your body. So that's kind of where I, the one case where I saw one person, but we, we just, we try to make sure that, you know, people again are just, you know, they're aware of going in with what you're comfortable with diet and nutrition, you know, and, and then, and then being aware of like, when you get to the box is usually that's, that's kind of the bonking time of a long distance hike, especially if you're through hiking, right. And you have, you know, I've done it in a, in a day. So I have the whole other side to climb out of. Right. Mm -hmm. So in the box, I don't, I don't want to be experiencing any kind of like discomfort mentally, like where I'm dizzy or I'm, you know, or I feel something coming on, whether it's dehydration or stomach issues or something like that. And that's usually where it'll start to, you know, it'll start to happen. You know, it's like you, but if you're good through there, you're like, I cleared it. And that's why we also recommend whether you're staying overnight or day hiking it in a day, um, stopping at Phantom Ranch, have that lemonade, you know, like stop and just slow down, you know, just stop and check. Are you okay? Like for recharge, recharge yeah. the mental sort of inventory of where you're at. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. With your hiking partner, whether you're with a group, whether you're solo, it's a great place to check in because that's where all your services are as well. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where the emergency services are of a phone of, you know, the Rangers, et cetera, is definitely when you get the fan. I'm not that they're elsewhere. I'm not going to say, because you know, we always tell people you're on your own to rescue yourself out. That's kind of to, to not to scare people just to make sure that they're respectful that 
right. you know, isn't some helicopter waiting for them when they can't make it out. Like that's just not how it works. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, just be aware at certain points. Like, are you good? You right. know, and Indian garden is one of them, you know, like when you get to the other side, cause you're, most people are coming down North Kaibab or if they're day hiking, they'll do South Kaibab. If they're not doing a rim rim down to the river. And then maybe they didn't take the break. You know, Phantom Ranch, let's recommend it. And then they come up right, Angel. Indian Garden is absolutely a place that you'll start seeing the bonking. And then there's a substantial choice to make there. And the reason that I think I was sharing this with you guys last week, I got involved in that situation because the lady was with her husband. Her husband, they had dinner reservations and he was pushing her to finish the hike. And I just had to intervene because I knew what was ahead of her. You know, I knew the distance that she had ahead of her and it was also going to turn dark and they didn't have headlamps. Um, so it, you're in the Grand Canyon, you know what I'm saying? Like, so what? You missed a dinner reservation at the top of the canyon. Are you kidding me? And uh, those are things that you don't always have another person looking out for you. I mm-hmm. I was adamant about, you know, I'm calling this in. If if you, And she was physically sick. So mm-hmm. there was just no way she should be continuing on without being tended to you know and the rangers you know they're that can happen in indian garden so again just kind of looking out for each other and the same as a hiker you know if you see someone pushing someone else beyond their limits um see something say something you know what i mean Mm -hmm. michelle i gotta tell you the the reason sergio is asking you about hypo hyponitremia is um (laughs) he's laughing because I'm sure, Sergio. Could you he, could you see me laugh? Could you hear me laughing like telepathically when she was talking about that? He's asking because the man does not drink water, and he he wanted you to tell him, hey, "Don't drink too much water, Sergio." That's what he was. <laughs> that's, what he was that's what he wanted you to say. We the first time I first couple times I went hiking on him, he didn't bring water, and like I said, I grew up in Phoenix, and it was just beaten into me like you you bring water everywhere you know and and right uh, right it's the desert in us right and so he he shows up to the first couple hikes doesn't get water and then like afterward we go can get like a breakfast afterward and he first thing he gets to drink is a mexican coke so um his wife julie and i always give him give him the business about uh, drinking water. So, so Sergio, the the moral was you have to drink water, but you have to eat eat with it. So he knows he's an ER nurse. He knows I don't even have to. Uh, I don't even have to preach to the choir on that one. Come that's on. Why that's why I'm always surprised that he he's he has all this medical knowledge, and and we have to like um, talk him into bringing water. <laughs> The key to this hike, I'm going to give three words because it's my philosophy for life, and especially this year, is to adapt, adjust, and trust, right? Mm-hmm. When, you, when you get in that canyon, there might be a thunderstorm rolling overhead, and I, you asked me what the weather was going to be like. I sent you a link, and it said sunny, but then there's a thunderstorm, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are things, that's what Mother Nature is, is you adapt, you adjust, and then you trust, and the trust is how you how I want everyone to go into this canyon is that you're prepared. So you're ready to adapt. You're ready to adjust. This can be used in life. And then you just got to trust your journey. You're like, I got this, you know, I don't have the Gatorade powder. This water tastes like chlorine, but guess what? Like I, you know, I, 
it, it is what it is. And there was a trail angel. So I wasn't afraid to ask for help. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where, you know, there is no ego in this hike. You know, you, you just, you, you got to let that go. You know, if you're <laughs> struggling and you're, you know, there's just something you need or you're, you know, whatever, it's okay to ask for help. Right. But, but if you have any kind of ego of like, you know, I'm not doing that. I don't, you know, let's not stop for lunch. It's a waste of our time. Like, let's just keep going. Let's push it. Let's try and beat 10 hours. That's on you because especially yeah. if you're with someone else, you're agreeing to go in there. Again, we're promoting hiking it responsibly, respectfully, and successfully. If you choose a partner, they chose you, you know, be a team player. That's, you know, you're, you're a teammate. So I would say the same thing about any decision that you're thinking of where you're hesitant, you know, if you're like, maybe I should bring this, you know, especially if it's band-aids in your hand, <laughs> I'd be like, dude, bring them. Have you, you know what I mean? Like you're probably going to get a blister your first time descending down the Canyon. Like that happens even, you know, even for the best of us, I've, I've been blistered. You know, I wore trail shoes my first hike, you know, and, and I was blistered and Sandy was laughing at me. You know, I worked for a shoe, a, a, a footwear company and I, I blistered cause I was obsessed with wearing my trail shoes and they did great as far as, you know, and she's like, buddy, you can be okay. I'm like, oh, they'll go numb the first hour. I'm fine. You know, and they did. <laughs> they went numb. But then, you know, you'll get the person like, Michelle, what do you think? I'm like, um, you know, listen, I've blistered, right? Like, like that's where ego, that's, that's the cool side is like, you just don't have an ego. You're like, you know what mm-hmm. can happen to the best of us. I get blisters out there, you know, but yeah. you know, the recommendation is make sure you have, you know, we, we recommend the, um, the body glider, any kind of anti-chafing or moleskin. And that's all, all on the pack list. Cause that that's, you know, that's going to happen to most people is they're going to get blisters and that makes for a very uncomfortable hike out. No, the website is great. Um, I'm actually actively on it. I have been on it. Um, that's how we find you, like Drew said. But yeah, especially now um, having more information behind it and knowing what I'm looking at and what I'm, you know, what I'm listening to, the, the website really kind of offers kind of all of you can ask for as far as, you know, making that trip down there. And yeah, there's a lot of, you know, um, just common sense information, but also just things that, that you might not be necessarily aware of. Um, so yeah, definitely for uh, the purposes of the, of the podcast, um, going to rim to rimorg is a, definitely a great place to, to start as far as, you know, when you're prepping for, for this trek, because like you said, you have provided a lot of information there. So there's a lot of uh, useful things and uh, I can appreciate why there aren't pictures there because all that space is being taken up by very useful uh, information that will help you survive, you know, the that's hike. it. That's <laughs> it. Critical content. Right. And it's not, right. it's not pulling you away to like, wait, why am I on some kind of hydration drink site now? Right. Like, right. <laughs> right? You're like, wait, and then, and then you buy that drink and you're like, in the canyon going, how did I buy this drink? <laughs> like, yeah. Dang it, pop-up ads. <laughs> Plus, we already know about the lemonade, so that, there's nothing else we need to know about. Just bring the water until you get yeah. that. Bring the water, yeah, exactly. And make the sure lemonade. You get the lemonade at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Michelle, we're, we're pushing, I think, over an hour and a half here. I, I think we could probably just pick your brain all night. We don't want to do that. So any, any other uh, uh, parting words you want to give us? 
Well, first of all, I think you're going to have a great hike. I know you're going to be prepared. Like I said, you've been on the site, you're doing the podcast, you're doing your homework, you're training. Um, you're going to be fine in that aspect of it. I think what I want to prepare you for is just the sheer art of being present, right? Is just when you, I don't know how logistically you're going to do it. If you're going to stay at the North Rim first, get dropped off, but that you two as friends that you're able to just go in there and have an experience, adventure and perspective of a lifetime that you open your heart to it. And you're honest with each other. Like if, if one of you, you're like, you know what, I don't know if I feel like carrying all that weight and backpacking and you get the luck of the draw and you get a cabin and you're able to do that. I think being honest with each other um, because the honesty will bring, will bring the respect. And, and that's kind of how we were with our first hike is like, Hey, listen, I've got us logistically set up. We got two days. Sandy, ironically, I go back to one critical decision. I wanted to, to do South Kaibab. I really did. I just felt like it, it, it was, you know, I don't know. I was living so in the moment. Of course I went back to South Kaibab. Can't even count on my hands how many times I've hiked South Kaibab, but Sandy, you know, wanted the, the water source. Like that was a responsible thing. Like, Hey, I want to do, I want to do bright angel out, outbound. And it was like, let's do it. Right. Like that's, that's the thing that I really want you guys to, to be understanding about is like that teamwork, right? Cause you are hiking as partners. It's like, just be honest with, with each other. If you, if someone has a gut concern, um, you know, knowing you'll probably go back and whatever it'll be like, don't think that this is your one and done. Right. Like, and like I said, it, I, I knew I wanted to go back and do South Kaibab and I ended up doing it several times. Right. So, um, it's about being unselfish, you know, an unselfish teammate and hiking partner and going down the list. I know that, you know, we, we, we talked a lot, but one of the key things that you had mentioned, and, and I want to leave everyone with this. Um, you had asked me on the spiritual human aspects um, of life. And especially right now, as we all transition coming out of this pandemic, I think a lot of people are going to be searching. Um, you had said, you know, what, you know, what is the process of being called to something? And I think number one, the trail and the Canyon will, will call you in its own way, which is great. Right. But there's also that calling in life. And I think when you guys go into that Canyon, um, whether it's your profession, your life, what you want to do the rest of your life, the next chapter of the bucket list, um, a lot of the answers will be found with this first hike, like the first foundation of hiking the Grand Canyon. And um, my answer to like, how do you know when you're being called? It's, it's, <laughs> it's something that doesn't leave you. Like it's a desire that doesn't leave you. And the only way that you find peace is when you're, when you're honoring that calling, you know, and, and what's it like when you don't, it's unrest. So whether it's a tug to hike this, whatever is calling you to hike this, there's going to be like that probably unrest until you do it. Right. Am I right? Like something's tugging yeah, you like, dude, sure. we got to do this. Oh, and if, I, if, if I didn't do it, yeah, I would, it would be oh. such a regret the rest of my life, you know? Yes. That's what I'm saying. So like when people ask me like the metaphor of like, how do you know, like, like Drew, you laughed like, Oh, I didn't know you wrote a whole book on callings. Like, because I knew what callings were in my life. I was able to always articulate that in speaking events. But the call of the canyon is 
it's, it's simple for me to articulate. It's like the call of your soul. It's like, it's saying like, Hey, this is my soul talking. Will you take me to the grand Canyon and hike with me? And there's, there's two answers. There's a yes or there's a no, right? Cause the maybe is the yes. The maybe is the yes. Like if you're like, maybe one day we'll do it. You'll, you'll eventually do it. Right. Like hopefully God willing, physically you're able to do it but that maybe is, is really it, that your soul it's a yes right and then the 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 no is just like it's it's too difficult well then that turns into a metaphor for the rest of your life you know like hey we we, we have this adversity no nope, too hard right and that's why like i've never changed the title when you get to the rim rim here's to the climb you know mm. it's those four words that it gives me goosebumps and i think you'll feel it here's to the climb if we could all pick up our favorite cold beverage right now, here's to the climb. Yeah. And I hope that when you finish that, whatever glass you're raising, it becomes a metaphor for your life that not just this climb of climbing out of the Grand Canyon, you'll look at everything and going, Hey buddy, Drew, here's to the climb, <laughs> right? Like no matter what adversity, whether it's losing a parent, losing a loved one, a pandemic, losing a job, whatever it is, you get through it and you're like, Phew. you know, sometimes it's going to be you saluting yourself, man, here's to that climb, right? It's not going to be a euphoric, here's the climb. But yeah. my hope is that every climb out of the canyon for anyone that takes that first step in is a, hey, Drew, Sergio, here's to the climb. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>